I play video games with my 4 year old regularly. Oh my god, I wouldn't ever let my tween slide down the rabbit hole of video gaming. My 14 year old spends 3 to 4 hours playing Minecraft with his friends. He's doing fine academically. With so many diverse opinions existing on video gaming, let's separate fact from fiction. In the latest episode of the Big Talk about Tiny Humans, Devi Shobha and Meghna bring you the latest research to answer some big questions about video gaming in kids. Are video games safe for kids? And when should you be concerned about your child's video gaming activity? Join us for the latest episode of the Big Talk about Tiny Humans. Almost every job in the world requires training except parenting. You need to learn parenting on the job and that can be really hard. Here on Big Talk about Tiny Humans, we want to help you navigate the world of parenting better and make your lives a little bit easier. Hi everyone, I'm Meghna and hi, I'm Devi Shobha. Every week we bring you the best research on parenting. Top tips from experts and actionable strategies to confront the numerous challenges that all parents and educators face. So let's get started, shall we? When kids started spending many many hours playing video games during the pandemic, their parents were relieved and worried in equal measure. The longer children immerse in rapid fire digital stimulation, the harder it becomes for them to find satisfaction in an offline world. or sustain their attention in normal interactions without getting a reward hit every few seconds the concern is not just over the habits of teens and tweens legions of children under 10 are giving countless hours to games like fortnite and roblox so what can parents do in such a scenario should we be concerned about video gaming leading to a decline in concentration levels and leading to addiction in kids or should we be optimistic about the problem solving and hand eye coordination skills that some video games have found to build let's find out in today's episode of the big talk about tiny humans with devi shobha and i so shobha how are you doing i'm doing great uh, okay. and congratulations on your big wins to all the listeners here uh, megna has uh, made it to the incredible linkedin create accelerator program is that right megna that's right that's right yeah. thank you so much shobha and uh, that's an incredible win and i'm so so proud of her <laughs> uh, and i'm looking forward to seeing all of uh, megna's um, posts on linkedin as part of this program and so look forward to it thank you so much shobha incidentally the pitch that i made in the application was of course related to parenting and my main pitch was that i want to create content around parents of tweens and teens having difficult conversations with them you know we just wow don't... that is like so <laughs> in tune with today's topic and yeah, yeah. many of the topics that we discussed that we've done before as well yeah. exactly exactly yeah. so let's jump right in shobha i mean yeah. video gaming is such an important topic because it's around us everywhere we just can't shut our eyes and pretend that it doesn't exist So one of the first questions when it comes to video gaming in kids is you know there's a lot of brouhaha over video gaming causing adverse impact on on children so i would like to tell our listeners i would like you to tell our listeners whether how much of that that cacophony how much of that is actually research based is it true that video games cause really really adverse effects on kids well um 
I should begin by saying that there is a growing amount of research on the effects of not just video games, but uh, screen time on children and video games play a big part of this research. And studies have shown that uh, when children are exposed to simulated action on the screen, right, what happens is that, is that during the growing years, their reality kind of gets distorted, right, very easily. And because their brains are still developing, they go through something called pruning, right? Mm. When they're developing brains, you're developing neuron connections all the time. And uh, you're also pruning them all the time to, you know, basically stabilize your experiences, your memories, your connections, and, you know, your learning, everything. So what happens when you're constantly exposed to simulated reality is that the pruning is based on something that's not based on reality at all. Mm. It is always your input during the growing years is going to be heavily tilted towards a non-real simulated environment, which is not commonsensically, it's not very good to live in the real world. So research has shown... Did you, sorry, sorry, Shobha, did you mean it's it's not... Achha, the pruning tells you it's not good to live in the real world. I mean, the, simula- yeah, the pruning the pruning is based on simulated uh, uh, reality, so right? That so, tells you that it's not good to. No, live that's in the real- not, that doesn't tell you. But your your pruning your experiences are based on only that. So you will not be able to enjoy the real world as uh, much. Nee, 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 sorry, the reason why I interrupted you was because I thought you said the reverse. I'm so sorry. So you did not say the reverse. You did no, say no, that. No, I meant, no, I, I meant this, that when uh. you're pruning, mm-hmm. your brain's connections are pruned based on, you know, simulated experiences that video games provide you, then yeah. it is very hard for the child to relate to the real world and enjoy these experiences. Just like a child who's excessively exposed to a cartoon, right? Mm. They are really not that much entertained uh, by a drama on stage you know uh, similarly we spoke about porn right we spoke about the, mm. the dangers of porn specifically because the reality is not what is shown on screen yeah. right yeah. and um, excessive exposure to online uh, video gaming has also shown that it leads to aggressive behavior Hey, incidentally, did you see that uh, today there's been such an eruption on social media with uh, the Bishop Cotton students and the Baldwin students actually nee. having a physical fight? Oh my God, really? Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah. And yesterday, all over the internet, there was uh, this bullying incident, actual aggressive bullying incident in, in a Texas school. And uh, this was an Indian boy, a Desi boy oh who was God. bullied by uh, an American boy uh, oh over uh, a seat, you know, at the cafeteria. Okay. You know, why do children resort to violence immediately? I think it's, and research is showing, I'm not saying this, but research is showing that a lot of uh, preference to solving uh, issues through violence, you know, on first take is a tendency that children are developing because they are not really exposed or they are not really primed to going through the steps of problem solving uh, or you know delayed gratification because what happens during a video game you don't get it you reset 
you reset the button and you start all over again you're not in real life you don't get reset button so many times <laughs> i wish we would the <laughs> <No> problem <laughs> correct right? yeah. Yeah? yeah and this is uh, what uh, the research says and uh, this is so true and we are seeing it manifesting in real life hmm. yeah yeah so i really like that uh, shobha what you mentioned the artificial stimulation yeah your brain wanting it to mimic that in real life doesn't really yeah. happen no reset button and definitely mm-hmm. no delayed gratification that's great mm-hmm. while we discuss the adverse impact of video gaming on kids let us also not lose sight of the positive consequences we'll yeah. be back super quick after a break and uh, we'll be discussing so many more questions about video gaming stay tuned Welcome back. I'm sure you all want to know what are the positive consequences of video gaming on children because I'm sure the negative consequences are something that we've come across repeatedly but I'm very curious Shobha what does research tell us about how the video games can actually contribute to skill building in our kids? Sure that's a great question because we usually end up only talking about the negative mm. effects of digital uh, screen time and uh, what what not but uh, like they say social media there are so many people who have really you know taken milk the good out of social media and there are so many mm. uh, negative experiences on social media as well that people are experiencing so it's really the internet is is you know a game like that you mm. really have to pick and choose and really be very conscious about what you're choosing so coming back to this question about whether there are positive consequences to gaming online i think there are plenty right so mm. we have to go into this effort with an understanding that not everything about the screen is destructive in fact mm-hmm. like one of our uh, discussions before very young children also can learn a lot now there is you know uh, what is that game based learning play based learning gamified uh, learning uh, consoles and apps that really provide a lot of uh, the right kind of stimulation and they meet see the most important thing is these gamified apps they meet the child where they are at and not mm. expect the child to adhere to some of these standards that they are struggling with right so it really makes a lot of difference in the child's learning in uh, learning experience learning journey and that said there are some video game consoles that uh, provide a lot of movement and exercise and aerobic dance for for children who have a lot of difficulty with uh, you know um, open spaces with finding both mm. open spaces gaming devices often offer kinesthetic satisfaction for people who have a need to move there are a mm. lot of people who cannot uh, who want to move and they need to move mm. and uh, some of these gaming experiences they provide that to them even in the absence of other physical stimulation these games do provide that and um, there are some games even for adults like transnational corporations are now using online role playing games to foster cooperation between cross border uh, teams right for really? collaborative problem solving and this is not just for uh, children military command and control is facilitated and implemented uh, through interfaces that look very much like video games right i worked uh, in a previous uh, avatar i worked for honeywell it's mm. an automation and uh, sensing we made automation and sensing controls and chips and boards and i was in the aerospace division and one of my day to day work was to help uh, develop 
quality controls for software on flight panels, right? And most of it was simulation. It was like a video game that the engineers used to play every day. So that's mm -hmm. a great thing for simulation of safety uh, to mm. ensure that everything is all right, that the pilots get the real kind of training. So also doctors, video games are used by doctors to help pediatric cancer patients feel a sense of power over the disease to get them, you know, compliant with their treatment plans. I mean, there are so many positive, wow. okay. you know, sides to on online gaming. And like I said before, it is really up to us to use it the way that it will benefit us and not really go, you know, spiraling down the rabbit hole. That is where we have to keep that watch, that fine balance. That is where we all usually slip. Right. But how can, how can parents know which video games are harmful and which aren't? Like, are there some guidelines? Well, see, any video game, I think whether, see, there are some video games, for example, during the pandemic, right? All of us were really starved for any kind of social connection right mm, and yeah. uh, with my kids I saw that they were really craving for that time on Minecraft with their friends because that was their only kind of a vicarious physical social circle with their friends right so it was uh, it was a non-negotiable thing for them but again so these are social building games. There are some games. Now, if I allow them to play Minecraft for like 14 hours, then obviously that is clearly not right. right? That is mm. not good for them. But anything that we can keep under check in moderation and that we can monitor fairly well, right? You can know that there are no harmful clips that are coming up because you remember we discussed uh, in one of our previous episodes about digital screen time where we saw that very young children were suddenly exposed to instructions from some online avatar during one of their rhyme sessions, rhyme videos hmm. uh, that, you know, now you can actually harm, you're good to harm yourself. You can, you know, uh, do this, do that, and you can end your own life. So, I mean, if you can monitor that to some extent, you know, especially with older children, uh, you are able to monitor them. You are able to monitor whether they are not going off onto other areas like pornography and uh, abusive behavior online. Then I think we are good to go. And all of this can be achieved with one simple rule, which is have your hours online under check. Right. I think for me, that is a fairly simple game. You cannot really go on for five, six hours every day hmm. and not expect any negative outcomes out of it. That is not reality. That is not more than reality. That's hmm. really unrealistic. Hmm. Hmm. So apart from the time limit, right, what hmm. are some of the other precautions that parents can take before actually their kids get introduced to video gaming? Are there certain things that parents should be telling their kids having conversations about video gaming, what kind of, apart from, of course, setting a mutually decided limit for weekdays and weekends, what other other precautions that parents can take before the child right. even starts, you know, playing games, video games? See, one of the outcomes of research, see, about 8% research has shown, this is a survey, this is a survey uh, based on internet usage of mm. uh, uh, about 1,000 people, and this was conducted by a video gaming expert as well as somebody who helps people de-addict from video games and uh, this was um, they in the survey it said that about 53 percent 
said that they were distressed when they were prevented for whatever reason from accessing the internet right that is the first step that may be online gaming that can be just you know uh, chatting that can be just about scrolling through social media feed it can be anything and then 40% felt really lonely really uh, restless they didn't know what to do with uh, themselves with their time and it is about 8% of this total population not just this 1000 people but 8% of on all online users about 8% are like problem they identify themselves as having problem behaviors on the internet gaming especially gaming behaviors so gaming especially up you know quite apart from uh, social media addiction or you know uh, other kind of uh, internet addiction gaming especially gives a lot of stimulation almost like a real kind of a physical mm. stimulation especially in the brain so when you're actually gaming you're like you're having the real kick of uh, you know punching somebody you know mm. kicking them to the ground and really winning and feeling like a hero fighting out wars and then being the political leader of the world and you are like you are living a totally vicarious Hmm. beautiful life the life of your choice right and one of the i think the, when you talk about the conversations between parents and children one of the things that parents really need to understand is that a lot of the children of today for them the online world is almost the real world it's not hmm. like us we are a generation that kind of eased into the online world hmm. right hmm. but for our next generation they are born into it right so it is very important and imperative that we have this conversation about the dangers of online gaming and online uh, identities from a very young age onwards and one of the things that we need to understand is that most of these children they go into addictions especially online gaming addictions because they are depressed in the real world so one of our responsibilities if we have to prevent our children from getting hooked in an addictive manner to online gaming is to ensure that they are equally challenged equally stimulated they have other things equally interesting in the physical world and for that we need to build in time we need to build in activity we need to build in social circles hmm. so that is one of the things that we cannot really look away from this is a must hmm okay so if i were to summarize the precautions that you mentioned one is that you know you mentioned that the understanding that this is just an online identity and doesn't equate with your real identity that kind of a conversation must be had with kids before they even start video gaming and the second thing you mentioned having outside interests having balance basically an offline uh, life that is balanced will right. prevent us from getting sucked into a very uh, you know uh, in in an online world which becomes the only identity fair enough so when should a parent be concerned about their child's video gaming activity based on what you just said right now when a child is perhaps not able to achieve that balance in their offline life right yes what what are the factors so that some would... of the physical indicators of such behaviors that are developing in children so parents need to look for some physical indicators and i would uh, say that they can be classified into about five or six broad indicators one of them is time warp you know the child experiences a lot of time mm. warp they do not understand that they do or they are unable to monitor or determine the 
amount of time spent in cyber activities especially online gaming mm. they can really get lost into it so mm. if that's happening over and over again they're overstimulated they are tired their eyes are red uh, they are hungry right hunger yeah. is a very uh, real indicator and still they do not want to leave out you know leave their game even for you know maybe 10 minutes take a break come eat and go then that's a warning yeah. signal right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then changes or disruptions in sleep a parent can easily find out if there is a disruption in their sleep there are they want to sleep later okay and mm. uh, they are simply trying to avoid sleep because they just cannot get off the game there are lots of cases where there's deception there's lies there are children who kind of go off into their room saying they want to sleep but they don't they what, mm. what they do is they you know quietly switch off their lights and go into their gaming consoles and then play for hours and hours right and eventually what happens is it affects their grades their school experience and um, so what happens when they are not active during the days they lose out the next thing is they lose out on their social circles so they start withdrawing from family and friends because they mm. really are not interested in the real world anymore it's just not as stimulating mm. right mm. Uh, they lose interest in other hobbies and recreational activities they kind of uh, what used to you know excite them doesn't excite them anymore they really don't seem to care about that anymore then uh, spending more uh then 3 to 4 hours a day and even weekdays weekends at the neglect of their you know school work other hobbies uh in it's all spent in cyber activities especially gaming and then of course then the physical manifestation of so many hours of sitting and uh just staring at a screen there's a physical manifestation a backache and then there's a carpal tunnel syndrome there's eye strain there's nerve pain and then finally there's also the emotional disturbance that comes when access to cyber world is taken away or even threatened right a lot mm. of these conversations happen so there's a lot of uh, impulse control issues in in children that are addicted to gaming because they simply cannot you know process the thought of being away from their online worlds mm. their gaming worlds because their gaming world becomes their allies you know they kind of form their friends their Correct. enemies everything online so if they don't meet those avatars it's like they have not met their social circle they have not met their friends so friends that they can control and enemies that they can control so this can you imagine the amount of control it gives them yeah. right we yeah. spoke about this before as well why is social media so addictive why is screen time so addictive for children mm. it's not because of the it's not because of the content it's because of the sense of control they get mm. they can pause it when they want they can make it sing when they want when mm. they can scroll they can flip they can you know choose colors uh, it's all about control right so that is what is i mean we have to look for these indicators as warning signals hmm also um shobha do you think that warning signals can also come in the form of for example i know that my child is playing video games but he might be meeting strangers online in these moocs those massive open online games they might be meeting strangers online maybe even chatting with them you know maybe exchanging some personal information so how does a parent recognize that red flag so that comes only from monitoring if you have had a mm. good, uh, relationship 
uh, foundational relationship with your children, then they might come back and tell you that, you know, we are doing this, uh, we are having this cohort on our game. But otherwise, I think the only way you can know is by monitoring their activity online and, you know, having conversations, having scheduled conversations with them. Like, you know, my husband and I, we kind of monitor their activity. And if we see any red flags, we immediately have a conversation with them saying, hey, you know what, I saw this happening, what's happening, Mm. right? So it's the only way. And of course, the conversations, even before you introduce them to this online game, Mm. gaming uh, world, is that you have to there are no two ways about it, Meghna. Unfortunately, even as, you know, the generation that is sandwiched between the, the you know, the tech world and hmm. the kind of the slower paced world that we, our generation is in, we have to really equip ourselves with whatever is happening in the online space and uh, really, really equip ourselves with what are the dangers and what are we getting our children into and have these conversations very openly and uh, tell them that you know we need you to tell us because we are concerned about you and not because we want to spy on you right Mm -hmm. so that uh, understanding has to be made very very clear you know it strikes me how everything that we discuss here and elsewhere about parenting it all comes back to the parent-child connection doesn't it yeah absolutely irrespective of the age of the child it all comes back so um so coming to um Uh, imagine that, uh, you know, a child is, you know, you talked about some of the red flags. Imagine that I have a child who's say playing Roblox and they are showing some of, if not all of these signs. How can I as a parent now control my child's video gaming habit? So, um, so one of the things like I had uh, in in a, one of my conferences, in the very first conference, uh, I had invited a, a guest uh, by name, Dr. Kevin Roberts. And he's, uh, like he said, uh, he, he's the person who is actually, he was addicted to video gaming himself. Oh. And he actually pulled himself out of it. And now he's helping. And he's the person actually involved in the research uh, of, uh, you know, the brain structures and brain activity that goes on uh, during addiction and when you're de-addicting. And he does a lot of interesting stuff. And he says that one of the things that you have to really build into your life very periodically, especially now in these times, is a tech fast, a technology mm-hmm. fast, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you do that? Is like, first of all, like I said, video games are addictive for a reason, just like drugs are addictive for a reason. They give you a high, right? By the way, they activate the same reward pathways in our brain. Absolutely. No? <laughs> sugar is addictive because yes. it, yeah, sugar is addictive. Coffee is addictive. Sugar mm. is addictive. Movies are addictive. Mm. I mean, social media is addictive for the same reason. Some more, some less, right? Mm. Um, but um, see, one of the things we can really do is to to stop the path of addiction on its tracks, right? Mm. And really put, like I said, you know, only cap your uh, gaming time for your children at two hours max. Right. So that is one way of uh, saying that, you know, this is this is what I do to curb my tendencies. Right. Two hours so, per day or two hours per week? <laughs> no, no. Two hours. <laughs> two hours per week. No, I think that is a little too utopic. But yeah, two hours a day is still doable. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> yeah. 
well to us a week can happen only for gaming if you don't have so i'm talking about two hours a day of uh, of gaming time apart from all of your other cyber activities like you know all of these homeworks and this and that mm-hmm. everything happens right mm-hmm. so uh, apart from that you can you can maximum do about two hours of gaming and that is good if you can really limit that to physical activity games if you don't have, of course the best is actually shoving your children out of your home and asking them to go play uh, for two hours a day but if that's not possible at least give them some kind of a physical stimulating uh, video game right? uh, this reminds me shobha i'll just quickly t- narrate this really funny incident to you so my husband recently met this tween okay uh, some 10 year old okay and he was having a conversation what do you do apart from school work and he's like uncle i play some four five sports he mentioned i play football i play basketball <laughs> and my husband was like wow wow like that's amazing <laughs> ultimately it is discovered yeah. <laughs> ultimately he's like i play them they're all video games i is like my husband was like okay so <laughs> so and this kind of conversation would not have been possible even like a decade back so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah okay so uh, all right so so what kind of limits can parents set with gaming one is of course as you mentioned the limit of time the yeah. other mentioned limit that you mentioned is the limit on the types of gaming like you yeah. can't uh, do like a very aggressive game for longer than x amount of time and you have to include in your total video gaming time you have to include some uh, kinesthetic activity games as well but what are some other, the other kind of limits can that parents can set with gaming yeah so this tech fast that i was talking about hmm. see this is a very important strategy in the whole plan of not hmm. just the the game addicted child or the or the child who is uh, who's exposed to video games but for everyone because right now everybody's lives is on the brink of such a danger to cyber addiction right mm. whether you mm. are actually addicted or not and even otherwise it's a very good thing to follow as a family because this is the only way you can keep your family connected there is no two ways about it mm. right so the tech first my strategy for that is uh, i define it by a synonym called packs it is p a c ks right mm-hmm. and uh, this is something that we can all follow so one is plan right so i'm sure all of us here uh, and all of our listeners as well you and i we have all heard this you know very familiar refrain you say i'm shutting off the internet okay no access to whatever you're doing uh, you know you do it like my my husband and my children have this conversation every single day <laughs> he's like uh, why can't you write i mean what happened to your pen and paper they're like no i mean we cannot do this all of our friends do blah 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 uh. blah and then he's like uh, no i i cannot allow you to this is the only way you will retain is like no no way mm. i mean uh, we just read it online we don't even have to print it and uh, he's like no i am not printing anything i don't want to waste my printer paper for you and he's like no no i cannot do this i cannot write all of this mm. i can't so it's like a to and fro that caps keeps happening all the time you know mm. so one of the things that we should so finally my husband cut off the wifi you know he said no way i am giving you the wifi till you finish it the old school way okay oh my god <laughs> So is that their homework that they, uh, you know, that they're supposed to type versus write? 
yeah i mean the homework not not even typing they are like watching some videos of somebody giving a summary of the summary so it's like not <laughs> <laughs> like we used to have those guides okay there exactly. used to be like a guide of a guide because <laughs> the guide is to yeah it's like kya how lazy can you get you know <laughs> every generation has their hacks i guess <laughs> yeah summary of summary so summary and that too summary. it's like studying time is like story time for them they yeah. just switch off switch on a video so half the time a daughter is snoring and that uh, lady is going on rambling so <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so uh, the thing is plan you were talking about plan yeah we were talking about plan so when we want to go on a tech fast as a family it's really not possible unless we schedule and plan for it so somebody needs a print out somebody needs to do this somebody needs last minute homework project somebody needs uh, to be on a call i'm talking about adults who are always on a call uh, so if you want to do a tech fast as a family i think planning is the foremost and most uh, you know the, the, the most important thing important step in that whole process you have to mm. plan and stick to the plan schedule mm. and uh, plan and schedule and stick to the schedule and plan right mm. the other thing is action right okay now everybody is off their tech devices can you imagine what everybody is going to be thinking about or doing everybody is going to be bored out of their minds especially after you've just been hooked on to your devices you know been chatting uh, been on social media been scrolling been gaming can you imagine what it will mm. be like for the especially if you're going on very short fasts like you know one or two days by the time your brain even adjusts to the withdrawal you're again back right mm. so the action the, the you have to really plan and brainstorm with your family about what challenging what things you will do under that you know within that window and what you will uh, accomplish so i one of the things i personally do is like i have given my daughter one book to read okay mm-hmm. and uh, she forces me to watch uh, some anime okay which i am bored out of my mind to watch but she forces me it's like mm. please amma amma please please and then she gives me tests also because i'm doing <laughs> most of the time <laughs> she's like tell me what happened in the last episode i'm like oh, oh god <laughs> so i i decided so you to can't counter. fake it yeah. so i decided to counter i said okay i'll spend 20 minutes watching ah. this if you spend, you spend 20, 20 minutes, minutes reading watch, a book reading a book of my choice i mm. give you the book you have to read and tell Fair me enough. what happens in that book right sounds about right so, yeah so that's a stimulating action plan right mm. so it's a give and take right then challenge again it has to be very stimulating it has to be uh, very very um, interesting so it has to be, see we have to understand that nothing is going to appeal to them immediately the challenge will build right you can you will grow mm. into it but if you can design these activities design these uh, family time or whatever that kind of stimulates them over and over but even mild stimulation i think the challenge will keep growing hmm. uh, and then k is for kick out tech so you really i think we have spoken about this before as well we have to have 
tech free zones in our house no mm. te- no tech no gadgets in the bedroom no gadgets on the dining table no gadgets while eating tech free times and uh, and uh, zones as well so mm. window for tech free uh, behavior at home right and then if all of this you know if after all of this or for doing all of these things if you need help enlist the support of your friends of your family and if that also doesn't work out then there is no shame in approaching a therapist and getting professional help hmm. right hmm. because a lot of these things are can become a problematic behaviors if they are not nipped in the bud and most of the time the the right intervention at the right time can change lives right yeah. so the larger aim i think uh, you know from all of these interventions is that we have to change the mindset of our children to turn gaming time into a privilege it's not a right for them we have mm. to make them understand that they have to earn it right mm. so mm. if we can build this behavior build this thought into everything that we're doing i think that takes care of itself to a large extent mm. Mm. that makes a lot of sense so i hope uh, to our listeners today i hope you will utilize the packs strategies and uh, yeah prevent addictions definitely but also be able to maintain a balance for your child between their offline and online world thank you so much shobha this was extremely enlightening and i really hope that we all can uh, apply learn to apply these strategies and benefit from them in our life so that's our episode for today thank you for listening to big talk about tiny humans our podcast for parents and educators hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to share it with your friends and family listen and subscribe to big talk about tiny humans on the ivm podcasts app website and all major audio platforms we are available everywhere you can follow us on social media and online megna is at the therapist mommy on instagram and youtube and check out her website raisingfamilyacademy.com for a transformative course on raising a child with emotional intelligence and devi shobha is at kidskintha on twitter and instagram and check out kidskintha.com for in-depth articles and events on parenting and child development while you're at it do also check out other great shows from the ivm podcasts network at shows.ivmpodcasts.com and ivm is on social media and ivm podcasts on twitter facebook and instagram We'll catch you again on our next episode.